Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast. On this episode, I'm pleased to have an interview with not one, but two members of the Neil Morse Band who have a brand new album coming out called The Great Adventure, out on January 25th. It's the follow-up to their album, The Similitude of a Dream. Hopefully, you've heard some of the new singles that have been floating around on the internet. So I'm very pleased to welcome Neil Morse and Eric Gillette. Hey, Roy. And, uh, hey, hey man. Hi, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you, Neil? <laughs> Good, man. Guys, thanks for uh, for taking the time on a, on a Saturday. So when was the last time you guys spoke? Is it after the recording? You take a, a month break or is it still sort of every day? I don't know. We talked on the phone not so long ago about something. Probably pretty close on email. There's always something going on. <laughs> I guess you're all back from vacation and now you're in the, the run of promotion and I guess rehearsal for Cruise to the Edge and, and you got the big tour coming up. So where are things right now with, with you guys? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing interviews. In fact, I'm doing one right now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, doing interviews and uh, I'm working on the new the keyboards for the new Flying Colors. All right. Um, and I'm also finishing the Jesus musical that is coming out. Um. So yeah, I'm still, uh, and I'm I'm also starting to practice for the tour. So I've you know got a lot of irons in the fire, of course. The first question I should probably ask you guys is: Were you guys feeling crazy in taking on not only yet another double concept album, but then following up what was by every measure uh, something that every all the fans and critics and everybody raved about, which was the last album, the similitude of of a dream. I mean, that's a daunting task. What? Why take that on? Um, I don't think any of us. Any of us really wanted to. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It wasn't really like we set out to do that. It was, if anything, we were probably kind of trying not to do that. <laughs> right, <laughs> Neil. Where does that start when you decided, okay, it's time now. Let's get the the band back together and work on an, on a new album. Typically, it used to start with you demoing everything. Is that still the case? Where you demoed, you know, a handful of things to get the things going, or or how did this one start off? Well, for me, I guess it started off um, in the early part of 2018 when we were doing uh, the Similitude Tour. I came home and I thought I was going to get some rest for several days. And I woke up early, I think on the first morning and felt that kick inside to go right. And I didn't want to at all. I was tired. (laughs) And I, I just started jotting down things, and I think um, I might have at that time laid down, you know, a real rough sketch of what would become Vanity Fair, and some other stuff that we didn't use. Like uh, there was a song called "Talking," and those were still based on the Pilgrim's Progress idea. But I still wasn't sure. It, you know, I didn't. They're just like these little tiny pieces of a puzzle. You know, then I let that rest for a while. And then we got, we got together in uh, August before we did our final uh, similitude tour, the August run, I called it. We got together then and we worked on several pieces. We worked on Vanity Fair and Talking and um, a bunch of other little pieces. One was called the What the Clock is Ticking that became part of I Got to Run. I got to run, yeah. And... Uh, I don't remember. Do you remember, Eric? There was some Yeah, other- I think it was like like that Floydian thing that actually there's a lot of stuff that didn't make it. Right. A couple little ideas we just kind of came up with in the room that ended up getting cut or little pieces of them maybe ended up in other other tracks, but 
I think did that's that, both on it. Did that Floyd thing have your the what we call Eric's theme in it? I think it did. It either ended or started with that. I think it ended with that. Yeah. So that right. So we wound up using that little piece. So there was little pieces that we did then, but when we got together in January to actually make the album, the consensus was let's make a single disc non-concept album. And so we, we made a version of this album. That's a single disc non-concept album uh, that has a lot of the same elements. That's a done album that exists somewhere in your, in your, you know, computer. Well, it's a done sketch. It right. didn't have lyrics and or vocals. I mean, the scratch vocals are hilariously bad. <laughs> um, but we, I came away from that. It was really unusual. It was just a really unusual way this album happened. I, I've never uh, come away from one of these sessions in all my all the albums I've made with uh, Mike Portnoy. I've never come away from it with him a not completing his drums. And B, me not feeling like it was really all there and right. So I, I kind of sat with that and sat, I just let it, I got away from it for a little while. And I thought, oh, if I listen to it again, maybe I'll, maybe I'll feel better about it. But I, I didn't, I mean, I, I like all the elements because it's the same elements of the album that we have actually, um, for the most part. Right. Um, but I just felt like it wasn't what it was all that it was supposed to be. And I can't really explain why I just, it was just sort of gnawing at me. Uh, and so I had to kind of, uh, we had a conference call with the band and I had to kind of say that I think in February. And, uh, so then it was kind of, but the challenge for me was I didn't know really where it was supposed to go or how it was going to play out. So it, it was kind of like, guys, we've got a problem. I don't think it's all there, but I have no solution. <laughs> right. So that was kind of weird. And, and so I just said, well, let's just sit with it. And maybe I'll, on my breaks from life and times, I'll try and do some rewriting and, and you guys throw out, you know, what, let me know what you think, if you have any ideas. And so then I did a rewrite in March or April or March and April. And uh, I wound up pursuing this, um, follow up to a similitude of a dream concept. And I put Vanity Fair back in, which had been cut. And uh, I put talking back in, which got cut. <laughs> and so uh, I wound up doing a version of the record that would be, was like two and a half hours long and still wasn't there. You know what I mean by there is like, still wasn't like, yes, this is it. Uh, but I felt like it was on the right track. And, and so I presented that and, the guys seem to think that, thank God, everybody, everybody did like it and wanted to pursue it, because I, I, I was, I was, I was doubtful if, if we could, you know, what you're trying to do is get the team on the same page somehow, right? And uh, it's hard when you're not, you know, and so they wanted to do it, and Mike was on board, and uh, and then then the challenge was, well, when can we get together to finish it? And so we got back together at the beginning of August and, and finished it up. And then Mike tracked his drums and hallelujah. The uh, love that never dies theme that is very prevalent and, and the big epic ending and everything. Was that something that was in the beginning that you were following as, as a, like a guide to what the album is, or does that come sort of later as a Eureka moment or something? Cause that, that seems to be 
one of the uh, and there's a few themes but that's the one that really is like sort of the epic one i think you know i'm I'm trying to really remember that that becomes the hard part when you you do something this long is like trying to remember where exactly everything started that's the thing neil had i just can't remember if it was something he came up with in the room or if it may have been in that rewrite piece i think probably but yeah that definitely was one of the stronger ones that we sprinkled throughout and it's super powerful yeah and, and then again closing out the album is is you taking on the lead uh which is it sounds amazing i mean <laughs> the first time you hear that song i mean it's 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 emotional it's it's neil and, and eric i mean talk about deciding who's singing what part and do you try out different people did bill have a shot at that and then you just see what sounds better how does that work i'm waiting for you eric Okay. Uh, well, it, to be honest, it's kind of like, it's, it's like this. Sometimes we have Skype calls and we, the, I would say the first thing is like, like for instance, uh, Neil had a demo of um, The Great Despair. And I just, for me, that resonated with me. I, I just like, I kind of claimed it. I was like, I want to sing that. I, so, uh, so some people do that, you know, like, we have little parts where we gravitate towards and sometimes that doesn't work and we end up having, you know, Bill sing it or Neil sing it and it just works better. But yeah, it's definitely about where, where it's strongest, like with whose vocal it's strongest. And uh, there's times where there's probably parts where I've sang it, Bill has sang it and Neil has sang it. And, and we just kind of vote on what, what has the most impact. And uh, I think that's a really good way to go about it. But usually it starts with something like, a Skype call and we just make notes and then we all go for it and submit it to right. the band. Did it have anything to do with a, a character at that, at some point in the, in the album is, you know, is it, if it's a recurring character or something, is that Bill's guy or your, cause I haven't seen the liner notes or anything on it. So was that involved at all in that? We wanted to try to do that on the first album too. But the problem was that, so much of the album is from the point of view of the main character. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if, if, if we designated one guy as the main character, uh, it wouldn't really work. And so, yeah, it's pretty much all over the place on this one. Like, uh, you know, I'm singing some of the narrator and then Bill jumps in and sings some of the narration. And then, you know, Eric singing, uh, it's pretty random as far as that goes. But I think it works. As I listened to it last night, I had a little listening party last night. Yeah. Listened down to the whole thing and uh, just kind of stepping back and looking at the whole big picture and just marveling at, at, at it all. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's obvious who should sing something, but sometimes it's less obvious. And there's been times with the vocals where I've, uh, I've asked Rich, I said, hey, Rich, we all sang this one. Listen to each one and, you know, which one do you like best? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to do it. As long as, yeah, everybody's cool about it, right? I mean, it seems like it's pretty democratic and, and uh, easygoing, I would imagine. Yeah, we haven't had any, I, I don't remember ever having a disagreement. It, it, it usually is pretty apparent, like, who sounds best on a part. Yeah. I think it set the band in a very unique position because it's something that a lot of the, the classic seventies bands that they all did it. If you look at, you know, uh, kiss or queen or Fleetwood Mac or the Eagles or all these, the who all these bands had multiple singers 
and it was it, it it brought a different style to the music and for a long time that was sort of lost so i think it's it's added a really cool element to the music it makes it stand out yeah there's you know bands are just special you know this is just, and this one's a really special band and and uh one of the one of the, my friends commented last night after we listened it's like man even even more then on similitude, you can hear what a band album this is, and I yeah. think that's uh, that's what makes it really special, and you know, makes it what it is, man. Uh, I want to talk about some of the singles. So with similitude, you guys released a ton of singles, maybe five or six, I think, and and you've already got three out of the gate with this one, and and what we're seeing on Facebook, there's more to come. With a concept album, that's got to be even more challenging, right? Because the songs are now taken out of context, so. How do you decide? Is it sort of obvious? In some cases, like Welcome to the World and Great Adventure seem like they stand out and they, they sound like obvious singles. But how do you know what goes into that? Is that a Mike thing or is that, you know, you guys throw ideas around? Well, Mike has some opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, he's got some, he's really good at that. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I send an email like, hey, you know, maybe we should release this thing, this song before this song. And and he's like, no, 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 trust me on this. Trust <laughs> me on this. I think this is the right order. And, and I, you know, I do trust it. Uh, you know, I'm, one of the things that's great about any, you know, ongoing relationship, if, if it's good and it's working, you have to learn to trust each other. I've, I've learned to trust Mike. Mike's, you know, Mike has his areas where he uh, is uh, very gifted, you know, he's really strong in that area. And I think that's really important to any team is that you let the people that are gifted in that area work that area, you know? So there's areas that I completely bow out of, like, like merch. Somebody <laughs> showed, somebody showed me the merch last night. It was like, Oh yeah, I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> They're like, you haven't even looked at it. Like, no, you know, I, I trust the other guys on that. They went through it. So, you know, you can't, you can't look at everything. Can you? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> uh, Eric, the riff on welcome to the world. Is that, is that something that, that came from you? Uh, or that's one of the riffs that repeats a little bit and is, and is really memorable. What can you guys talk about that song? Yeah. So if I'm remembering, cause I think someone commented and asked something about that yesterday and I, was trying to remember i think there was another part of a song that had that s same sort of motif but played obviously not heavy and dun 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 da da there was something like that and we needed a heavy a heavy thing there which is uh I, <laughs> kind of a common thing usually which i guess that's kind of my department that i quite, <laughs> quite enjoy that they'll uh we'll need a heavy thing and they'll just kind of look over at me and I'll try to come up with something that doesn't always work. But in this case, <laughs> I tried to take that little melody and make it into a really heavy uh, riff that could hopefully drive a whole song. And I think I just was messing around for a few minutes and it kind of just came out yeah. in the form. And Are you talking about Welcome to the World 1 or Welcome to the World 2, Roy? Well, well actually, I was referring to 1, but 2, oh. I guess, also has uh, has another heavy riff too that one's even heavier right number the part two i think right so yeah um, welcome to the world one has a whole nother <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother one that's a neil thing the, 
The riff in Welcome to the World One was from the Radiant School. A couple, I, like like Erica was talking about his uh, school thing that he's doing. Uh, the Radiant School that I've done, I don't know, four of them now or something. Yeah. I start off also the same way you do, Eric, where I, you know, I, I basically show them how I start writing and I write it. I basically write a piece while they're all watching. Right. And the and I think the didn't was just one little thing. And one of the students said, hey, you should repeat that part. <laughs> so there's this, I can't remember which student it was now, but one of them was, was uh, intrinsic in us having that. Dun, 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 Is he going to want to And then the, the riff from Welcome to the World 2. <laughs> right. The one from Welcome to the World 2 was I had that pretty little intro to uh, what's now called Long Ago, which was this piano thing was like, Right, right. And Eric's like, "Well, what if I took that and made it heavy?" I'm like, "What?" Oh, I didn't even realize that it was the same yeah. thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's completely, <laughs> completely different. <laughs> I think we have so many of those little things that we even forget. I mean, sometimes we'll listen back, and Bill or somebody will like point out that this one thing is like a a reharmonization of that other melody or something. And I, at this point I have forgotten or, or didn't even realize. So some yeah. of them are really sprinkled throughout and kind of subtle, but it's pretty cool. Once you, once you, uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, at the listening party, like there's some guys here that are real composers, you know, real music people. And I was even explaining to them while it was going down, like, can you hear that that's a really fast version of that really slow theme? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, even when you tell people, like the one that's, that one, duh. Yeah. We call that the who theme for some reason. Well, like when we it's played really super fast on saxophones in that last section. Uh, it goes, you know, I, like, I didn't notice that one either. This is yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's, that's it's cool. called fun with themes. That's what, we <laughs> that's what we should have called this album instead of the great adventure. How far can you stretch out one theme? Yeah. How many different ways can you play it? I think I think Mike on a, on a, a call I had with him recently, he called it uh, Prague One Hundred One. Like that's that's you know, that's what you do when you're writing a Prague concept album. That's that's awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask about another song that I love. You referred to it earlier, but one of the standout ones for me is the Great Despair, um, which I think is just just killer. Uh, yeah, you, wh- where did that one come from, and and how did it play into the whole thing? Um, well, it's part of the. Uh, it's actually called the Castle of Despair, I believe, uh, is one of the places where the guys go in the Pilgrim's Progress book, mm-hmm. and um, and I think I'd have to relook at the book. I think there maybe there's a there's a giant there called the Great Despair or something like that, and they get they get trapped in the castle, and they can't get out until. Like his friend, and they get really full of despair, like their lives are over. And then some, one of them finds the key of faith or something like that. And then they just like let themselves out. Like they could have gotten out the whole time. Um, 
So I, I was just kind of taking that idea and putting it in a modern setting, which is kind of what I was doing lyrically with a lot of it. Right. But uh, that song did not really come to life until Eric sang it. Yeah, I think if it's one of those situations where it fits perfectly, right? With with your the way you sing and your voice and everything, it's well, thank you, yeah. uh, brilliant. I brilliant. somehow when I heard it, I knew I wanted to at least give it a a stab. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy that that piece. It's a great great song. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that live. Uh, real quick, uh, you know, a few more things. We got some time. Um, the the videos. Uh, you know, with the similitude again, a lot of singles comes with a lot of videos. You've already done a few for this one. Uh, is there still a, a a value in in videos these days? Is it, do you, do you enjoy doing it? Is it a is it a chore or, or how do you look at videos nowadays? I mean, I enjoy it. I, I don't. I would think there's some value in that you hopefully are getting out to uh, maybe reach some people that aren't exactly prog fans whether it be that you're releasing a song that's maybe a little bit less proggy and a little more, uh, more, uh, I hate to use the word mainstream, but maybe more just rock oriented in general. And, uh, I would yeah. hopefully we're, we're gathering some, uh, some new fans that way, but I enjoy the process. It's, it's definitely different to, uh, I mean, you're playing, you but like, not really playing. So it's, right. right. It's well, do you like that? You know, the studio ones are different than when you're going out and on location, like you did for the Great Adventure. So, is yeah. that that is that sort of more like just fooling around or having fun, or is it gets you in a different vibe? Does, is there a director there, sort of telling you what to do? Yeah, Vicente. It's a guy that Mike has used for I don't know now, maybe close to twenty music videos. So. He's worked with him a lot. He's a really cool guy. He does a great job, and he's there, and he's he's got a vision of what he thinks you know uh, the final product should be, and we're just kind of trusting him because he does a great job. But you know that one was really cool and fun, and and we get to that uh, ranch on the top of this mountain, and we're it's got all this eclectic stuff, and we're looking around like this is interesting. At least I, I had a hard time envisioning what the final product would be, but it ended up being really really cool. And I like that the videos have all been different. And, and then the first one, the Welcome to the World that uh, Christian Rios did is just amazing for a lyric video. It's right. out of this world. Yeah, he does cool. uh, he does some amazing stuff. So shout out to Christian. You guys are now getting ready soon to to do what looks like a pretty massive tour. Quite a few dates um, and, and not a lot of space between all of them. So yeah, whose idea was that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got, you're going straight from the cruise to a show, right? On the 9th. It's, that's, pretty that's pretty awesome. Can't uh, we just stay on the ship? <laughs> um, you know, I guess the, the, the shows are going to be the new album. Like the last one was, was similar to it. Is that the idea? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, we're going to do the whole album. Talk about the ability to go out on so many shows and do this. I mean, I feel like this is a larger scale touring cycle than maybe you did for the first solo, first few solo albums, obviously. And, and maybe even with Spock's, I mean, is, is that right? Or was, was there a time when you were yeah, doing I, more shows? I'm still what you, you, I think you said something about our ability. Like I'm, I'm still wondering if I have the ability. to do. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it, the, Randy and the promoter got together and, and uh, it didn't seem that long at first, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like because the cruise wasn't in there. 
Right. And the Nashville show and the pre-cruise show wasn't in there. So without that, it's like three weeks, a little over three weeks. But you put that other stuff in there and it becomes like a little over a month. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot longer than I'm used to. And I'm just uh, praying for strength. <laughs> well, I look being somebody that always, uh, for the longest time, hadn't was a fan of uh, of Spocks and then of, of your music, and never got a chance to see you play. I think fans all around the country and around the world are happy that you know you're coming around more. You know, I think that's a at the end a great great thing. So, oh yeah, it'll be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you've been alluding to uh, about a streaming app, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that and. Uh, you know, I feel like you're probably getting a lot of pressure for Spotify and those things. How do you, where are you with that? And uh, do you ever f feel like maybe giving in on that? Or is that something that you're set in stone? Or, you know, talk about your, your views on, on the whole streaming thing. Well, uh, my views on the streaming thing are, thing are it is really a, the greatest thing in the world for the consumer, for the listener. You know, I, I enjoy it myself. You know, the quality is, seems to be really good. And it's so convenient to be able to, from one device, to be able to listen in your house, in your car, at the beach, you know. Right. My wife and I are at the at the beach in Hawaii, and I'm streaming this stuff on my wireless speaker. And it's, it's so cool. Um, of course, you know, the, the streaming services, uh, you know, paying you know these ridiculously low rates yeah make it kind of like well uh that's not very attractive you know and so what i what i've been wanting to do and what i've been working on is i've been trying to uh, and i don't know why i've been having difficulty but i've been trying to uh get like you know like one track from every album onto the main streaming services. So you're there, but you're not giving away everything. Yeah. You know, cause you want to be where people are listening. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the idea behind the, behind the radiant streaming app is then have all the stuff that I've been involved with all like in one place. Uh, and people can have this convenience and make it even more high quality. And then something I'm really excited about is also having, a a grab bag fo folder where I can just like randomly throw things up there that I think are cool and surprise people. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. That's yeah. Great. Like I was, I was prowling around looking for the MIDI files for some of the stuff. Cause I'm learning the material from the great adventure. And while I was doing that, I came across some music that I'd recorded that I didn't even recognize from 2017 and some of it was pretty good and i thought oh you know that'd be fun i could just do a bounce of that and throw it in there and you know just fun stuff like that so it'd, it'd be cool to be able to get stuff uh, kind of directly to the audience uh through the app yeah i think that'd be great and look a limited selection like you're talking about on spotify would would probably be a great approach i don't i don't know the ins and outs of, of how that works um yeah i've been I've been trying to get some, you know, I don't really either. So I'm trying to get people to help me with it. And it's just been kind of dragging along, but yeah. we'll, that's the goal. That's what I'm ultimately, that's what we're going to have. Okay. That's uh, I think that'd be great. And look, looking forward to that. Um, last thing, uh, Eric, 
you're doing these things where you're inviting people to your your house, your studio. They can work with you a little bit. Um, talk about that a, a little bit. And for anybody that that hasn't heard of it or missed out on this one, what what is it about? Yeah, so we were fortunate fortunate enough to get a a piece of land with a this old kind of remodeled farmhouse that I've converted into my new studio, and it's we've got it set up where we can uh, sleep like four four guys there. So I thought it'd be the perfect opportunity and I've always wanted to do it, but never really had the space, um, to have people. So, uh, yeah. So we just kind of went for it and, uh, we did our, we just finished our first week. Uh, the first week had three guys. We got four more coming for next week. And, um, I'm kind of using it as a chance to show people kind of like my process, you know, everyone has their own, but just kind of how I write, produce, mix, master a song, kind of from start to finish so they can really see, you know, kind of like a fly on the wall experience. And then I like to give them the chance to to do that themselves and kind of collaborate because I think that's a really important part that, of music that is kind of missed on some people these days and just getting guys in a room and like working on music together. And so that's kind of what we did this week. And these guys, um, they came up with like a six minute piece they all contributed and played on it and then i mixed and mastered it and they get to take it home it's kind of like a you know a little it's not i mean i guess not a physical thing but something they can listen to that they worked really hard on and hopefully learned a lot seems like the guys had a great time and i know i had a blast and looking forward to this next week and with how with how well it's gone i i definitely would like to do something like this again maybe in the fall or something and i've even thought about maybe doing like a guitar specific thing where we just only focus on guitar but you know that's maybe later in the year i'll revisit the idea but so far it's been an uh, amazing turnout and you know when we when we thought to do it it was it's definitely a a leap of faith because i mean no one could have signed up <laughs> or one right. guy which would have been fine and cool too but uh i'm just really happy that people signed up and that they're getting a lot out of it and Everyone seems that's happy. Awesome. If they're happy, I'm happy. So, well, that's great. I think everything you guys do with the fans and the outreach and and Morse Fest every year is has just been an amazing thing for everybody that, that gets to go and you know it's brought everybody together, brought the amazing this amazing community. It's just been really, right. really yeah. cool, Re- really cool to for me to be involved in as well. And I I, I appreciate it all uh, all the time. So I, I think that's amazing. For more information on that, they can go to your Facebook page, I guess, Eric Gillette on Facebook. Is that the best yeah, place. Can, yeah, that in uh, ericgilletmusic.com um and yeah, on Facebook, my artist page, you can just search Eric Gillette. That's probably where I'm the most active. So, yeah. Awesome. Guys, uh thank you again for this. It's always fun to talk to you. I, I definitely will see you guys on the cruise and uh Cruise to the Edge is February 4th through the 9th. There might still be some cabins available. I have no idea, but cruiseedge.com for that. And uh of course, uh Neil Morse band uh, new album the great adventure comes out january 25th uh the single uh, welcome to the world part two just came out that's on facebook and follow the band and you can get the album on radiantrecords.com and all of that stuff guys and uh have a great rest of your weekend i'll see you guys soon all right man. sounds good thank you man all right bye. Thank you, Roy. All right. take care Thanks, bye. Bye, Eric. thanks to neil and eric for the interview we're going to close with the track off the new album this is welcome to the world two for upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Thanks. Thanks.